0: We've never done a farm before, and we've never done a podcast before, but here we go.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the first Anchor Me Farm podcast episode. My name is Brian.
0: I'm Kara.
1: And we are a married couple in Windsor, Maine, running a small farm. Uh, we have first goat- First timers. Yeah, we're first timers. We've never done this before. Uh, mm-hmm. We've lived in cities up and down the East Coast, uh, but now we're in the middle of Maine. And we have goats, chickens, ducks, and seven acres.
0: And dogs.
1: And dogs. They count, too. But I kind of think of them as family. They're in the house. They're inside. Well, they're
0: all family.
1: Well, yeah. Because they all have names, by the way. None of these animals are used for meat. They're and they all... would
0: all be in the house if I could. So.
1: But they're not going to. We have nice buildings for them. Uh, but in this podcast, we're going to... We're going to talk about starting from scratch, buying a property that is not already a farm. Uh, you, you did not inherit a farm from your parents. You just you're, you want to get started, and you don't know what to do. And,
0: and if you've never had animals before, because we've never had animals besides dogs and cats or whatever. So we basically are learning from scratch, so hopefully you can learn something from us since... We are learning as we go and making tons of mistakes.
1: And we've, we've noticed that we couldn't find the answer to our questions anywhere or people would give us incorrect advice. Like th- there's going to be an episode just about building fences uh, because I, I got advice at first from a guy that has cows and cows are very, very strong. He's going to build a different kind of fence than I'm going to build. His needs are different than mine. So I shouldn't have to build a fence the way he does. Uh, but it's, it's just, everybody's land is different. Everybody's situation is different. And it's hard to find straight answers. And and even if you're looking on YouTube mm-hmm. for something.
0: Or Google. Google does not answer all the questions, nor are they correct.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I, I found a, we had a lawn tractor for a while. We'll get into that. But I had a mower deck on it that I had to remove in the winter to put a third-party plow on it. And... I was overjoyed when I found a YouTube account where the guy just told me how to remove the mower deck and he didn't spend five minutes telling me about his family. It's but like,
0: before we get into all that, we need to start with the basics of who we are, why we're doing this, what we are, and how we are. and
1: The, the who, where, what, when, why.
0: Yes. That is from my journalism in, academia in high school. It's very important. <laughs>
1: She's a high school journalist. It's a very serious thing.
0: I was on the TV way back when, so go figure. All right, but we should start with that so you know who we are. The high school TV. The high school TV.
1: Not the not the TV in the whole area of the.
0: No, nope, just the high school. Just TV. the high school TV. <clears throat> you know how it is. You get your morning. Pro- I don't know how it is now. I we, don't know. We do not have kids. That's probably important to know, but
1: so the, the kids do streaming now. They don't.
0: I don't. They don't know.
1: remember what high school TV was. It's.
0: But in your high school you had a morning program or you had announcements. We had a morning program. I barely remember it, but I did stuff for it. I was an anchor. I'm not so good at the talking now, so it's surprising.
1: Depending upon where you were, you might have an actual like course of study in the school for TV production and, you know, I Yeah,
0: I did that too. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's that's where that would stuff would come from as part of their studies, they would do a morning show. Yeah. Uh, with school news which was extremely exciting and interesting and everybody deeply cared about it <laughs> cuz i had i had one of those channels too <laughs> yeah
0: no one actually watched it it's all right likes good exposure good All right experience. so
1: the the anyway the who so, what when where
0: so we'll start with the who right who are you
1: uh, my name is Brian i'm a javascript developer uh, i have a corporate job i work totally remote so i am no longer riding a train, and I used to have an hour and a half door-to-door, and now I, I don't. Uh, after COVID, everything went totally remote, so I am just here all the time on the farm.
0: But working in your office.
1: Yeah, I do have an office in the house, and I, I log in like 40 hours a week for that, and I do farming around that.
0: And I am, who am I? I am Kara obviously. (laughs) And I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm shy. So, you know, I will be talking less than Brian, but
1: we'll work on that in future episodes. Yes.
0: But I come from New York. I have a theater background, but obviously that didn't pan out. So I got into the restaurant business and then I found out I had celiac disease. So I could no longer work in restaurants without getting very, very sick. Um, I started off as a pastry chef, and I wouldn't say worked my way up to line cook, because it's kind of a back step, but I did all the things. And once a restaurant finds out you do pastry, you're kind of stuck in that bubble.
1: We have a 16-year-old pug who is now coughing. I'm going to move him out of the room.
0: So what else? Restaurant? So... Now I do, I am a gluten-free baker at the farm. We have a licensed home bakery, which I do bake goods for farmer's markets and for ordering if people want to pick up. We also have a farm store that people can pick up at, although it's not so popular right now, but I'm hoping that will change.
1: We're just starting out.
0: Well, it's been a while, but anyway... We are a farm now, a farm. I call it the wellness farm because we'd like to do a nonprofit, but we're not quite there yet. And I need to contact people and who do you contact? I don't know. But I call it the wellness farm and the gluten-free bakery, of course. The meaning of it is because we're here to help people who have suffered from PTSD, Uh, limb loss or depression or any other hard life consequence and that is why we have the animals because animals are very therapeutic especially goats you wouldn't think but they really are more so than dogs I think because they don't judge you well not all of them (laughs) there's Callan
1: goats have a very calming (laughs) vibe Um, and, and even if you have a hyper goat, it's, it's calming. Um, but we should, we'll get into all the animals, uh, later. I think, um, what was it? Where we are? Are we, are we to We
0: also do vegetables, which not a lot of people know about yet, but we do do vegetables. Although last year they got destroyed by our ducks. So more on that later too. But this year I have a big plan. So...
1: The whole farm is an adventure. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> it's a learning experience.
1: She actually grew up on a farm, but it's a it was a tree farm. Yeah, no. And knows. I grew up in like rural, a rural area of South Carolina, but not too rural. It was outside of Columbia, and then I went to school in Columbia, so it was like. Um, but I've I'm originally from there. She's from New York. Now we're in Maine. It's kind of crazy. Oh, we'll
0: and, get to that. We'll yeah,
1: see. and I'm on my like third career as a JavaScript developer, so um, we we both have histories in doing other stuff, and now we're we're farming. So I, I think we can help provide advice to people who don't know where to get started.
0: Yeah, because there's not a lot out there. You try to research it, and there's books on like small homesteads, whatnot, but. It's different when you're not trying to be off-grid or self-sufficient. Like It comes to a point where you have to balance both because we can't be self-sufficient because we need internet, etc. That is the way the life is. But
1: Right, that would go into the where, I think, because we are in a small town 10 miles outside of Augusta, Maine. And Augusta is the capital of Maine, and we're on a main road like in Maine, which is, there's a lot of <laughs> jokes in Maine about Maine this, Maine that, mainly this, you know. Um,
0: oh, our name is a pun, cause it's Anchor, capital M-E, as in the abbreviation for Maine, farm, so. Right,
1: and that's, <laughs> those jokes are all over the place here. Uh, but as, as far as like, how our location affects our farm, we're on the main, one of the main roads, so we don't really lose power very often. And when we do, it's not for very long.
0: Knock on wood.
1: Yep, so yeah, so far. Uh, and we, we're not set back from the road. We're, we're pretty close to the road. And we can see our neighbors on either side. We can wave at them, but they're not so close that we could hear their conversations easily. Uh, so we, we see our neighbors when we want to. Uh, but our, our property goes back from the road for seven acres. So it's, it's, it's a pretty sizable plot. But if you, if you wanted a large plot, th- the people that have larger farms than us tend to be further out and have terrible internet and bad cell reception. Yeah. So that's kind of the trade-off. If you're going to have a farm that's already built up as a farm, you're probably going to have, have those. And we'll get into all the different aspects of that. But we're in a pretty easy place to get to, as as Maine as as Maine goes.
0: Yeah, Windsor is a town. I don't know if you mentioned that. Did you? I did that? not. It's, okay. it's Windsor,
1: Windsor, Windsor, Maine, and the address is on our website. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you can come to the farm stand. The uh, what else goes into the where? Where is that it or?
0: I think so. I think that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's and where
1: we are. So at who. what where when
0: when when did we move here we moved here uh two and a half years ago it feels like forever ago to be honest uh we moved in the middle of covid pandemic that was fun and we'll get into that on our real estate episode because there'll be a lot of real estate episodes Um, yeah there's
1: a lot there's so much to talk about just with houses
0: oh my gosh I almost got into real estate for a while and then I was like, why? Why am I doing this? So to,
1: to be more accurate, she got angry at our realtor and decided, How hard could this be? And then she went off and got her real estate agent certification. She there are a
0: won- lot of stupid realtors out there.
1: Yeah, so she just basically went out and got the certification and then sold our house like as our representative. <laughs> so it's like Normally when people say, How hard could it be? They kind of get their comeuppance, but in this case, no, no, she was right. This is how, (laughs) but to be fair, she is a former like real estate and family law paralegal. So that's one of her previous, previous careers. I've
0: also had a lot of careers, but.
1: Yeah. And that, that feeds into how we solve problems and, and what we know about stuff and how we figure things out is we each are, we've been around the block a little bit and we've seen a a few things. That's a nice way to say that we're getting older. <laughs>
0: <So> old.
1: <laughs> We've racked up enough years that we're still young enough to do all the physical stuff. Like I'm, I'm still, but not really, well, no, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm I'm still got some COVID weight. I'm going to shed this summer, but I'm still, I'm stronger than I've probably ever been in my arms. Cause I'm, because I'm lifting jugs of water to go take five gallon jugs of water to animals. And I can lift those now. So, but, so we're not at the point where our age is like, Oh, we're elderly, we can't do things. We're, we're still physically strong enough to do stuff, but we're old enough that we've each had multiple careers. And, like, you know how when you're in your 20s, you're like, I'm just going to do X. And then when you're older, you're like, hang on, let me think this through a minute. What's going to be the best way to do this? And is this going to blow up in my face? So we've got that wisdom. And then, even if you do know what you're doing, stuff still can blow up in your face. So you got to be careful. To... But we're going to share those mistakes with you and we're going to help you avoid those mistakes.
0: Or try to. You might still make them, and that's okay. It's okay.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely going to happen. Uh, d- d- as a quick example, when you build a fence in the state of Maine, every time you put a T-post down, there's going to be a rock. You, you, you cannot you cannot say, I'm going to put the T-post right here. I mean, sometimes you do. Sometimes it's within a little bit of space of that spot. And your fence is not always going to be perfectly straight. I was self conscious about that till I talked to other people. And other people was like, oh, yeah, our fences aren't straight either. Maine, Maine has too many rocks. So,
0: what do they call the rocks in Maine?
1: Uh, well, I heard somebody call them New England potatoes. Right. So, and I don't know if that's an official Maine <laughs> slang, but I now call them New England potatoes. Yes. Uh, but it's, yeah, you're driving a metal T-post into the ground with a post driver, and kaping, and you hit a rock. And you're like, okay, is this as big as a kitchen table or is it just a rock? Can I go around it? There's going to be a whole episode on fences. There's going to be a whole episode on the basic care for chickens, the basic care for ducks, the basic care for goats. There's just going to be multiple episodes on if you're going to try this, this is what you need to know. This is how you can do it.
0: And we'll get interviews with, you know, other farmers around the area. Hopefully they'll subdue themselves to this.
1: Submit themselves. Submit
0: themselves to this thing that we're trying to do and give us some pointers because...
1: They might subdue themselves.
0: They might. It takes takes a village. It takes a village. Have a few drinks. It takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a village to run a farm. And you need help. And it's hard. It's hard to find help.
1: I think it's more difficult now post-COVID because people tend to be more isolated. Um, Like we're... It's just the two of us and you need people. So we're going to have to recruit uh, employees and stuff. And, but how do you get to that point where you can have an employee?
0: Yeah, How do you afford an employee? All yeah. the paperwork. It's crazy. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah. So And, and we're, we're like, I'm a very pro-labor person. Um, and, and Kara and I have both worked for bad people. <laughs> both, so many bad people. We, we, I
0: was in the restaurant business, so yeah, a lot of bad people.
1: Yeah, we've we've both we've both been the person that is clocking in, and we've both been victimized by wage theft and and, and
0: lawyers. There are a couple of good lawyers out there, but mm, most of them not so much.
1: Well, the well, there should be a, there could be a whole episode just on like regular jobs because. <laughs> The, the trouble is when you're a good employer and you treat your people well and things, what happens is those people get really good at their jobs and they stay and they become kind of a family. And as, as long as you take care of them and, and pay them what they're worth and all that good stuff, you end up with a solid operation and you're not going to have a lot of job openings because people don't leave, you know? So, so when you're looking for jobs, if a place, there could be a whole episode on that. Like if a place has a lot of turnover and there's always job openings there, you have to ask why. Yeah, that's
0: not good. That's not a good sign. <laughs> like, red flag, red flag. How come
1: nobody ever stays here? What's going on? <laughs> there's a reason. And and then the, the really good place in town with the with the with the great jobs, nobody ever leaves, and there's never. So it's kind of like like rent control in New York. Like if if the old lady dies, yeah. everybody just jumps in to the, get the apartment.
0: Yeah, I doubt there's rent control anymore, though.
1: Yeah, it's true. I, I'm thinking back to that movie, uh, Joe's Apartment, where they I think I think in that movie, if I remember correctly, an old lady died, and he pretended to be her grandson so he could get the rent control.
0: I don't remember. We should watch that movie again. We really should. It was great. It was funny. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it.
1: The first thing that happens that he gets off a bus from like I don't know Minnesota or something, and the first thing he's got like. T- A guitar case, and he's got all this luggage. The very first thing, somebody runs up, and the camera actually zooms in on his face a bunch of times because it's like a a fist cam (laughs) of the person punching him. And then when you see a long shot of him again, he's got less luggage because somebody took like a couple of his bags and ran off. And he gets mugged like that, like twice, I think, just after stepping off the bus. (laughs) And all this like stuff happened. (laughs) to kind of make fun of New York being a big city, and she's from New York, so I'm sitting there watching this like, I'm laughing, but she's laughing a little too hard at these jokes. I I look over, and she's like, it's it's not really like that. And she's like trying to speak through like intense laughter to tell me. It's like, if it's not like that, why are you laughing so hard? It's just
0: funny. People don't really (laughs) mug you like that, although my parents did get mugged when they visited. But besides that, it really wasn't... No, I never got mugged, but you got to walk with a purpose, and that's why I always walk really fast, and people can't keep up here, and you know, but, and then the cockroach scenes were very true to heart. I did not actually live in New York City, because I couldn't afford it, but I did live in Jersey City, and we had tons of cockroaches, so that was fun. It's fun when your pug starts playing with roaches during the day. That's that's the time you know it's time to move.
1: Yeah, in fact, when we first met uh, <laughs> Dublin, the, the the pug's name is Dublin. And when we first met, he was three years old. And I had to get along with him or I was not going to stay.
0: Oh, yeah, we've been through many a suitors.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's kind of crazy the way I won him over. He... I put my arm around her on her couch, and he um, he started looking at me, and I could tell he was going to do something, and he lunged at me, and I caught him. I basically I basically caught his head in my hands, and I had a lock on his little skull, and it, that could have gone bad. I mean, I, I, I was luckily quick enough to grab him, and I just kind of held his little head, and... I got right up and looked him in the eye and enforced like a really long, uncomfortable eye contact until things got really awkward and he started breaking on eye contact and then I would turn his head so that we were still making eye contact every time he looked away. And I basically socially awkwarded him into accepting me. because like, no, I'm going to catch you and we're going to look each other right in the eye and it's going to be really weird. Yeah. And then he was like, what? <laughs> this is not how a fight works. What are we doing? What is happening? And,
0: and no, he was never abused. I got him as a puppy. He was just very protective. I've had him. oh yeah, yeah, forever. Since, obviously, since he was a baby, and it was just the two of us for a while.
1: yeah, the the family was Kara and Dublin. That was yes. the family. And, and if
0: people didn't meet his standards. they were out.
1: Yeah, so he's the little he's the little curmudgeon. <laughs> and then of course once I started dating her, I, I wound up walking the dog a lot. And uh
0: So how did we meet? We met you're from South Carolina, I'm from New York.
1: So I we I were- was I had moved to Charleston and I basically wanted to go to Burlington, Vermont so I could practice my French and I'd be close to Montreal and I worked two jobs for a couple of years, stacked up some money so I could do it. And I transferred from a Starbucks in Charleston, South Carolina to a Starbucks in Burlington, Vermont, actually South Burlington.
0: Yeah, South Burlington. And
1: it's a commuter Starbucks. And she was one of my customers and I actually got her drink right because I was, I had come from a touristy store where the line is out the door all day long. Uh, So I was very good at keeping track of the drinks.
0: I was uh, working at this place called Nothing But Noodles. I was the kitchen manager, and I needed my coffee every single day. So much coffee. So, and then I'm like, oh, he's kind of cute, and he's talking <laughs> to me. So, maybe, but then I noticed he talked to everybody, because he's a talker. So, I didn't think anything of it until we... It was re it was Rira. We yeah. both headed... Well, not at the same time. Well, we were there at the same time, obviously. But Yeah, I saw
1: you at the bar, and I asked, yeah. I asked if I could sit next to you, and you said I could.
0: Yeah. And we started talking, and he was full of energy and talkative and complete opposite of me. So, <laughs> I thought, why not? And then...
1: And we lived, like, a few blocks from each other.
0: Yeah, it was funny. And it was... What is it? One of my coworkers. Yeah, you know, I talked to my coworkers about you. And Allie, who called you Carlos, because I just called you Starbucks dude. Because there were a couple guys in the running at the time when I first met him. I'll be honest. But nothing serious, so we had to do the Dublin test, obviously. <laughs> He's the picker of all the things, and this one stuck, and he knew how to deal with him. So.
1: If you make friends with Dublin, you're, you're in. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of...
0: So this was in Burlington, Vermont, mind you. Yeah. So I <clears throat> went to Burlington. Uh, Crap. I don't even know. I've been there on three or four occasions beforehand. I don't remember this time why I was there. There was a well, whole... Your,
1: your parents had... Retired there. No,
0: well, my parents lived there, but there was... So the first time I moved to Vermont, I was living with my sister. Wait, is that the first time? It doesn't matter. I don't know. But it is important, though, because I was trying to become a cop prior to all the things, (laughs) (laughs) which is hysterical to think about if you can hear my voice, and unlike the... Was that leading um? Ac- hooks on police academy. Could you imagine? Come on, um, yeah. Crazy dirtbag. Yeah, no one would take me seriously, but I was actually trying to be a cop in Vermont. But and I did all the things. I did the tests. I did <clears> the <throat> physical stuff. I did the interviews, and then.
1: And she's short, <laughs> and she's barely she's <laughs> barely over a hundred pounds, yeah, soaking like, wet
0: pounds right now so uh yeah it probably and then I found out you had to live for several weeks in this academy in Vermont Vermont only has one academy it's like downstate and you have to share with boys and we visited and it's just it wasn't my cup of tea and then it was it was a big commitment let's just put it that way and I I don't like commitments at the time, back then, so...
1: You were locking like, your whole life into a career. That was
0: Vermont. It's- and, oh, the whole... That was it. The interview process, because I was trying to do... I forget what they call them, but UVM has a, a section just for police of their own on UVM campus. And I thought, well, that seems good for me, because it's probably the safest. Um but they require a 10-year commitment. Can I honestly say I'll be in 10 years in Vermont? I I couldn't commit. I'm like, eh, maybe not. But I did try to do the New York City police. I did the testing, and I was about to go to the physical stuff. And then I moved to Jersey City, and I got disqualified because I was a stupid boy. So... Because I moved to Jersey City. They do not allow... Even though you're less time away... Like, Jersey City is 20 minutes by train to New York City. Whereas, if you lived anywhere upstate New York, even Westchester, it's more time. But, apparently, because New Jersey is considered another state. Which, yeah, I get. But Kind of, sort of. Seriously? Come on.
1: (laughs) And I should say that... (laughs) Kara is very New York when it comes to the subject of New Jersey.
0: Oh, I hate New Jersey. Yeah. I so hated living there. I hated everything.
1: All the cliche stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you actually drive through New Jersey, if you... Mm. If you can drive through parts of New Jersey that <laughs> this is the garden state. I never drove through those. <laughs> there are farms. There are open areas. You could drive through New Jersey and see so much you know, nope. green pastures. But if you're in New York looking at New Jersey, you get a different picture. <laughs> Oof,
0: yeah. We lived in two areas of New Jersey. Well, when I stayed with the boy, it was technically three. But it was still not not my cup of tea. Nope. Yeah.
1: Plus, anytime at that point in your life and somebody says, I want a 10-year commitment to this career. You're like, well, that's
0: I, a lot. What if I
1: hate it? I, I, uh. That so, was a lot.
0: So. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so,
0: oh, I even took like a, a workshop. For women and policing that was a fun experience more on that some other day
1: <laughs> yeah and we just basically we stayed in Vermont for a while and uh eventually
0: I got bored basically is what happened
1: well that and and the jobs were scarce
0: oh yeah so my job when I was at nothing but noodles there was this whole oh my god there's
1: well we can get into that in the future episode yes with the details this is a
0: a we beginners. Should, yeah. We don't want to scare you. Away we don't want to do like
1: a two hour thing. <laughs> but so. the gist is, we went from Burlington, Vermont, to Boston because of job stuff, and then just wound up following jobs around and had a lot of adventures. And then at one point, we wound up in Maine. We lived in uh, Portland, Maine, for a while. Yep. We lived in Bath, Maine, for a few years, and then we went back to Boston. Actually, we're in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. We can talk about all this stuff another time if, if it comes up. Oh, uh, it will. B- well, yeah. But uh, but, but we're going to mostly talk about the farm. We're not going to spend all oh, the yeah. time. But okay. we got
0: to mention how we got here, how the process started.
1: Yeah, I mean, stuff will come up.
0: Rhode Island was the catalyst of all the things. Oh, it, yeah. It yeah. pushed us to the brink of
1: And And we came back to... <laughs> Sorry, the dogs have all just. The dogs have noticed that we're sitting in here socializing, and the dogs are all like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Play with me! Play with me!" So they're causing shenanigans. Uh, but the but yeah, that was Rhode Island was the last place we lived before COVID, and even before COVID, we were kind of done with all those people. We'd reached a point where we wanted to live in a low population area, and now we're in Maine. This this place was not a farm.
0: No, it was not.
1: It was just 7 acres of woods and and
0: some people who only what do they call them snowbirds. Snowbirds, right. So they didn't take make sure the house was safe in winter, which it, it's not. Um
1: it does okay, but it's it's built right, but it needs some more maintenance.
0: It's an old house. We love our, well, I love our old houses. It supposedly built in 1850, so there's a lot of work to be done. We
1: just went through a major cold snap, and no pipes froze, nothing like that. But there are places where we need to insulate more, et cetera. But, yeah. but there's going to be a real estate episode of this podcast, where or we're a couple.
0: Actually. Yeah,
1: so we're basically we're going to try to keep from. We don't want to give like a two-hour podcast of our life story. We we will pepper that in amongst other things. But each episode will have a, a goal uh, to kind of help you. And we're assuming that you're starting out, you don't have the house yet, and we're going to start from scratch. You're working a job or whatever you're doing, and you're like, I want to start a farm. So we're going to talk about selecting the house. We're going to talk about buying a house. We're going to talk about uh, once you get the land, what do you do with the land? What What should you look for on the land?
0: It also depends on what kind of farm you want. Do you want a dairy farm? Do you want what kind of animals do you want? I mean it's all it's all very different. Like what we're doing, we don't raise them for meat or dairy or anything, so it's a little different than what some people might be interested in, but we've gotten to do research on different stuff and know enough what to look for for certain things. So and we
1: know dairy farmers, and I'll
0: yeah. we'll interview them. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll agree to come on here. We don't maybe.
1: I'll learn how to do a <laughs> record a Zoom call.
0: <laughs> we'll figure it out.
1: Put it into a podcast.
0: Obviously, this is our first time doing all the things. So, yeah.
1: So I think we've covered the
0: who, what, when, where, why, how. Yeah, I think did we do how? I mean.
1: It doesn't got, matter. I we think got we did. Here, right? I think we got so,
0: here. We got to this point, so yeah. You know, if you ever have questions or comments, you can you can go to the farm page or my Instagram, Facebook.
1: Instagram. Everything is Anchor Me Farm. Yep. Just spelled out like that. The word Anchor, M E F A R M, on all the things. Uh, we my don't.
0: Email is info at. AnchorMeFarm.com, so. And that's
1: also the website. Yep. So you should be you should be able to pick this podcast up on all the things we're going to use a we're going to get an account with the service that does all that Um, because we're recording this like out of the blue, so.
0: This is not scripted, obviously, because if we scripted it, it would feel awkward and weird, and it's already awkward and weird, so.
1: I would have to remove so many ums and likes <laughs> it, it, if if it was scripted.
0: Again, was- he's the talker, I'm the shy one, so bear with me. If I have enough drinks in me, maybe I can be more vocal.
1: And another thing we've got to <laughs> we've got to handle is she's got a very soft voice, and I've got a theater voice. Like you can, if I was in the theater, you could hear me <laughs> in the back row. And she's she doesn't have that booming voice.
0: Yeah, you can see it on the. We're
1: on the waveform for, wave for, as we're recording. <laughs> like every time I speak, the, <laughs> the graph is like,
0: wow. His heartbeat's really good. Mine's like, am I What's dead? That,
1: it's not a heartbeat. <laughs> thank, like thank God that. it's not a heartbeat. That would be.
0: <laughs> it looks like a heartbeat. That would be
1: an insane heartbeat. That's like a hummingbird heartbeat.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's like high blood pressure going on, but mine is like, ah, is she dead?
1: Just the the volume <laughs> the volume of your voice is not as loud. So yes, we'll have to we'll have to figure it out. Even though
0: I was a theater major, but I was backstage, so there's that.
1: Maybe we'll 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 play with it. Maybe, Maybe. I'll sit like a couple feet away from the laptop.
0: Maybe I need a mic. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I hope you enjoy this first session episode. episode. I don't know what they call it. They're
1: called episodes. I think the kids call them episodes.
0: Episode, right? All right.
1: We're just gonna start using. <laughs> we're gonna start using '90s slang. <laughs> That's what, and then the kids won't know what we're saying. Be turn, there we go. Turn it around on them.
0: Or we can bring it back, like the 80s or the 70s are coming back. I don't know. I don't know. Bizarre.
1: <laughs> I was a little kid in the 70s. I was a very small kid. So I
0: wasn't it, born until so, yeah. 79, so Ed, I was not alive
1: in the yeah. 70s. <laughs> and I was born in 73, so that gives you our ages.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're old.
1: I, I think I saw Star Wars in the theater, but I mostly saw it on HBO.
0: I didn't see it till I was older. I don't even remember the first time,
1: but Yeah. But we should we should close down <laughs> cuz all nerd, the so the dogs okay. are just There's a lot of dog shenanigans happening. So, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you for listening as well.
1: And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>